Hi there, it's, uh, it's, I'm Trevor Davis. For those of you that don't know uh, who I am or who we are, we reside in New Zealand presently, but we've been backwards and forwards over the years to Australia uh, and in New Zealand, both in business uh, and also in church ministry, helping and encouraging building the saints. We've gone through a, a bad time, if you like, or the season of COVID. It's brought many, many challenges to us. But during that period of time, also, we as our father's house uh, started to do teaching online. That teaching now has gone on. There's about 500 videos now available for people to learn uh, that's available on the YouTube channel, Our Father's House. Today, teaching is going out to around about 500 churches every week. That's across Africa. It's across uh, uh, Asia. It's across through the islands uh, and across these two nations, of course, New Zealand uh, and Australia. So that's who we are, and today I've come to bring you a real uh, challenge, I trust, in relation to this is the first day of the year, first day of 2023. What does that really mean? What's it mean for you? What's it mean for me? What's it mean for God and what God is wanting to do in the hour in which we are living? We've seen in this day, we've seen that, that, that we're entering into a time of change. The world is changing, changing for many things. We've seen already in the start of, or probably more in the latter part, second half of 2022, we've seen a lot of changes going on in the world with the leaders, with the governing uh, bodies across the world. And, and it seems as if though there's a setting in place of those that are going to take the world a little further. You hear about many things such as a one world government, a world economical forum, you hear about the uh, International Monetary Fund. We hear about all these different things that are going on in the world today. We hear about the new world order. All of these things are in play. And it's as if though there are different uh, leaders around the world that have been put into their place, uh, almost orchestrated to put in their places for the days in which they are here. We've got to learn to cope with all of that. Because if we look back into the time of the COVID, we've got to ask ourselves a question. Number one, did the world change? And that's yes. But number two, did the, the, the church change? And in the midst of all of that, how well did we do? So far, anything that I've seen and had and consulted and talked with many pastors, we've seen anything from 20 to nearly 40% reduction in church attendance. So what does that mean in relation to going forward? What does that mean about the church? I mean, where are we today in the context of a real determination about the things of God? Well, that's what I want to talk to us about today. I want to talk to you. I'm going to take just by way of background for a moment. I want to reflect you back into uh, the book of um, Genesis, Genesis chapter 3. It's a great passage of Scripture. Uh, because my theme today, if I have a theme, and you want, you're going to take some notes on all of this, it'd be good to do that. But the theme that I have is really the zeal. Zeal for our Father's house. Zeal for the lost. Zeal for the things of God. I mean, where do we really sit here? There was a time, we see the children of Israel were in Egypt. And this is what the Scripture tells us in relation to all of that, because they, they, they were critical times. I mean, they were in bondage. They wanted to get free. They sought God. The Scripture says they cried out unto God. This is in Exodus chapter 3. It said Moses kept the flock, his flock, that's his own flock in, 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 out in the, in the wilderness or the backside of the desert. And an angel appeared before him. It was a fire out of a fire that appeared out in a burning bush. And Moses said, I will turn aside for a moment. There's a good word for us to think about in our own lives today. Time maybe to turn aside and see where are we at individually for the purposes of God today. Think about this. I will now turn aside and I'll see the great side of this burning bush. And so when he saw them, then God spoke to him. 
But he says this, don't encourage him to come further, but to take the shoes off his feet. And then he says, and the Lord said, I have seen, listen to this, because this is the state of the world today in many places and certainly of the people of God. He starts by saying, I see the affliction of my people uh, who are in Egypt. And then he says, I have heard the cry of the reason of the taskmasters over them. And thirdly, I know their sorrows. So God says, I have come down. <laughs> so he's come down to do something because of the cry of the people of God. I trust there's a cry that comes from the church of God today for a visitation of his presence, of his power, a demonstration of who he is, what he is. And from all of that to see a demonstration and the bringing of his glory upon the earth today. He goes on a little further after that. He says, I know their sorrows. So he knows what they're putting up with. So I've come to deliver them. And then in verse 9, he says, I have seen their oppression. Begin to think about that here today and what they have had to face here. Their affliction, the cry from the people. He knew of their sorrows. He knew of their oppression. And now he says, I've come down. So Moses was called for the hour of history in that hour to bring deliverance to the people of God. And it went through a process of time. Of course, we see and we know that. But they went through 10 plagues before they actually were released from Egypt to go into what God had promised for them. Today, we've had one plague in recent years, others in some different parts of the world, but we have the COVID. And what's it done to us as a church, as Christian people? Well, I'd like to talk to us a little bit about the zeal of, of, of the Lord in this context. And it's recorded in uh, Isaiah uh, chapter 59. If you have your Bibles, it'd be great for you to have a look at that. He says here, he says, there is no man. I wondered why there was nobody. I wonder why there is no intercessor. Therefore, he brought salvation of himself in righteousness and he sustained it. He put on righteousness as a breastplate. He put on a helmet of salvation upon his head. He put on a garment of vengeance and payback, if you like, and a clothing. And he was clad with a zeal as a cloak, clad with a zeal. He had a cloak over him like of zeal. Zeal for what? And so we see here, he begins to show and un unfold that. The word zeal uh, in, the, in the Hebrew meaning here is, is an important word for us to understand and to see that it applies in the context here. But the word zeal really means jealousy or envy, a jealousy for the people of God, a jealousy for the house of God, a jealousy for the things of God, a, a jealousy for the lost. Uh, where do we sit with all that? Jealousy or an envy. It means to move and to provoke. Uh, it means to be zealous about the things of God. That's for us today. I mean, how zealous? I mean, where does that really fit in our heart today? How zealous are we for His presence? How zealous are we for His Word? How zealous are we to understand His Word? How zealous are we to be uh, followers of what God wants for us? That's what He's talking about here when He's talking about the zeal is a cloak. And according to their deeds, according to the deeds of the world, he says, according to their deeds, accordingly, he will repay fury to adversaries and recompense his enemies. And we see a whole aspect here of what God is going to do as he takes on the cloak of zeal here. He stands up to resist the things that are opposing the church today. And verse 21 says, as for me, my covenant is with them. My spirit that is upon them, the whole words which I have put in your mouth shall not depart from your mouth, nor from your children, nor from your children's children. So here he's saying, now the words of God are placed to me. So where can we fit that in the context of your life and my life? It's very important to know this. There wasn't time in the Scripture, there was a man called uh, uh, Jeremiah. Think about him for a moment. I mean, Jeremiah was a prophet. 
He spoke the word of the Lord. He declared the word of the Lord. It, it often brought judgment upon uh, the people. And, and so he was, take, he was actually arrested. <laughs> he was arrested for preaching and declaring the prophetic word of God. He was put into jail, if you like, in our terms today. He was put down into the dungeon, actually. And there he was left. Uh, and he came to the stage in his own life and he began to call these things and begin to ponder on what he was doing. And, and this is recorded in Jeremiah chapter 20 and verse 19. He said, this is what he said to himself. He said, I will not, I will not speak the word of God anymore. He had had enough of the consequence that followed the teaching, the preaching and the prophesying of the word of God. Uh, he says, I won't mention him anymore. Uh, but he said, but, <laughs> this is for you and I, and we can learn from this today. He said, but the word was in my heart. It was as a burning fire. It was shut up on my bones. Uh, and I was weary of forbearing or uh, speaking out. And I could not stay. So I wonder today where the Word of God is in your life and my life. I mean, as we look back over this COVID time, my disappointment, the greatest disappointment I have actually is to look at the state of the church and the level of faith that's in the church today. I mean, you've got to look at all that and you've got to ask the question, how secure are the people on the Word of God? How secure are they in the doctrines of the Word of God? How, how fixed or planted are they in the house of God and concerning the things of God? Uh, where are we in the context of these matters today? Well, Jeremiah is saying, well, I, I tried to hold my peace, if you like. Uh, but in the midst of all of that, we find he's now saying, the Word is like it's burning in my heart. Uh, and though I would try and stop it, I cannot do it. Uh, so here the Lord puts on here now his uh, breastplate, the helmet of salvation, clave a seal, and so it goes on. And so we see a little further in verse, and still in, in chapter 59, Isaiah. There's a great scripture there to understand as well. And this has been seasons actually over life. I look back in, into earlier seasons, easier, easier times in, in our life, and I preached on something like this, but it's more real today as things have unfolded, as the world has built in its aggression, as the world turns on the Christian faith, as the world seeks to close down a Christian testimony and the Christian church where it can. Uh, and so the challenge comes. Here it is in verse 19. But as a result of the Messiah's uh, intervention, this is from the Amplified, uh, they shall reverently fear the name of the Lord from the west and His glory from the rising of the sun. That's from the east. Uh, that's this side of the world. When the enemy shall come in like a flood. That's what we are seeing across the world today. There's a lot of opposition. There's a lot of evil, a lot of witchcraft. There's a lot of aspects of leadership and, and uh, that is bringing pressure upon the people of their nations. Uh, and, and as we begin to think about that today, and you may be experiencing that in your own life, uh, but this is what he says. When the enemy come in like, like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord, the Spirit of the Lord, that's what we're concentrating on here. We want to lift the Spirit of the Lord above all of these things. But he said, and the Spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard. What's that mean? The word standard in the Hebrew actually means he'll cause it to vanish or to fade away. He'll cause it to abate. He'll cause it to hide it. And he'll lift up a standard above all of that that comes against us, that comes against the church, comes against the people of God. So it's not a time to kind of retreat. It's not a time to pull back on the things of God. It's actually a time to put on a cloak of zeal ourselves uh, for the things of God, for the purposes of God, for what God is wanting to do in the hour in which we are living. Uh, verse 20 says, He shall come as a Redeemer to Zion and to those in Jacob, Israel, that is, uh, who turn from the transgressions, says the Lord. Uh, 
And as for me, in verse 21, this is my covenant with them, says the Lord. My spirit is upon me, and the words which I have put in your mouth, they shall not depart from you. Think about this old aspect then today of zeal. I'd like you to think a little bit more about that, about your life. I mean, how determined are you? How zealous are you for the things of God today? How zealous are you about the church of God? How zealous are we about standing up and resisting the opposing spirits that come against the things of God? Remember in Matthew chapter 16, the Lord said, I will build my church and the gates of hell, that's the authorities of hell, shall not prevail against it. The gates of hell shall not prevail. But we look around us today and we say, well, actually, how does that fit in today's world when we see that they're prevailing everywhere, seemingly? (laughs) Well, God said they will not prevail So there's the opposing spirits that are coming against the things of God. This is a time for the church to stand up. It's a time for us to know God like we've never known before. It's Daniel that said that they that know their God shall be strong and they shall do exploits. That means they'll have the strength, they'll have the power, they'll have the will, they'll have the zeal, they'll have the determination to stand against all those things that oppose the things of of God. And... and, uh, and, um, Isaiah chapter 9, we often refer to this at Christmas. And you see today, we've still got some Christmas lights here behind us. Christmas was last Sunday, and we're just wanting to embrace the celebration of that. We're going to embrace the church coming together to, to worship not the world and the things of the world, though when you go shopping, you think everybody's consumed by it. But we begin to see here, do we need to lift it above all of that? So as Christians, we've come together to remember the Christ. Not the Christ that died, not the Christ the baby. He, he has grown up. We're thinking about Christ who is the King now. He's the one that's got the cloak of zeal upon Him to build His church, to determine how the church goes forward in the hour in which we're living. Uh, it's a, so it's in Isaiah chapter 9, and He says this, uh, The increase of His government and the peace there shall be no end. Uh, the throne of David upon His kingdom to order it, to establish it, and, and uh, with the judgment and with the justice from henceforth, even forever, from henceforth, even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. The zeal of the Lord <laughs> shall perform this. But the zeal said, but the Lord needs you and needs me in relation to doing His work. He's called us. He said He came. What did, what did Jesus come for? He came to reconcile the world to God. Uh, that means to make peace so that the world, people of the world would connect with God and the Almighty. Uh, and then He says when He finished His ministry, He said, I now give to you the work or the ministry of reconciliation. That's what you and I are about. What do we need a zeal for today? We need a zeal to reconcile the world to God. Uh, You know, if there's anything that's holding them back from returning to the earth, because we hear so much about the second coming of Christ in these days, and we see some of the got an urgency about getting ready, and and so we should. uh, But in that urgency, we need to see, and we understand that the Christ is not coming. He says He delays His return, uh, delays His return, so that all men might be saved. (laughs) In other words, he's looking so that many people across the world can be saved in the hour in which we are living today. So here we see they had a zeal, a jealousy and so on. Uh, But we see as well that that, uh, in the Old Testament, if you like, and and even in the beginning days of the establishing of the church through the book of Acts and, and so on, we see they had a zeal for the law, a zeal for the law of the Word of God, uh, for Moses, but they didn't have a zeal for the law of liberty. 
They had a zeal for the traditions uh, and they respected them. And so we should respect them, but they don't control us. Uh, they had a zeal for spiritual gifts. Uh, and today you and I need to be able to share and to know and to begin to flow in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. You have a look at those in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and chapter 13 and chapter 14 uh, and begin to ask God to, to lay upon your heart a desire for the gift uh, and then begin uh, to seek after it uh, there's a zeal for good works, and we see a lot of those today, good works. And we'll make some comments on that uh, later on and a bit of a question and answer. But here, the flow of what we do in here should flow out into the streets, flow out into the community. We're not being born to stay inside the four walls and to protect ourselves in here, but rather we are sent out to, to go out into the fields, and that's what it is. So what's it about for us to have zeal today? Well, firstly, it's about, here's a few points for you. One is to have a zeal for the lost, for the lost souls, those who today are going to hell, separated from God, they pass from this death, from this life through death, and where do they go? It's either heaven or hell. But the choice to determine their future and eternity is made now. A zeal for the Word of God, a studying and teaching. I mean, how much of that do we do in our own lives and teaching and preparing ourselves for the Word of God? It's a zeal for mission and mission. That's outreach beyond our walls. Uh, a zeal for the gifts of the Holy Spirit. A zeal for truth uh, and, and a real hate uh, for lies and deception, which is coming to the world and coming in many instances of some of our churches. Uh, it's a zeal for the house of God. The Scripture tells us that the zeal, that, that it was written of Him, uh, the zeal for his father's house has eaten him up. This is our father's house today uh, as we come together and share around the word of God. It's to worship our father. It's to glorify him and to bring glory to his name. But I wonder if we have a real zeal for the house of God today, building his church, uh, a zeal for prayer and coming to the place of prayer. We, we still see that the weakness of prayer in churches today, but, but it's the powerhouse for us to connect with God, to hear and to know his will and his purpose uh, and we've got a real uh, zeal in our house against the works of the devil. Education, pornography. We see those things now doing, uh, just uh, come from all of our different governments uh, being enforced onto this next coming generation. We need to pray for this next coming generation. We need to gear some of the things and the activities we do at church for children, children and children to capture as many children as we can before they get caught up in this evil net of, uh, net, net of deception and lies. Uh, it's a zeal for the call of God, uh, understanding that we are the ambassadors for Christ. Uh, so God, Christ, uh, what was his example? His God, a zeal for his father's house. He had a zeal for his harvest fields. Make a comment on that maybe today. There is a harvest today. There's a harvest that's being reaped right across the world today. But I'll tell you what that harvest is, a harvest of mixture. It's a harvest that makes you, if you go into the Scripture, you'll find there's a parable that refers to uh, wheat and tears. That's the good and the bad. And it says that they're going to come in to the house of God. They're going to gather in into that harvest and the angels of the Lord will come in their day and they will sift them out from the house of God. But that's the harvest. A harvest today is a harvest of mixture. How do, we, how do we contend that? How do you and I begin to follow? Here's two major gifts that we need to uh, concentrate on today uh, in our activities of the things of God. We need, to, we need to ask God and really pray and believe for a gift of discernment. 
to discern the spirits, to discern the motivation, to discern what's behind, what's coming into the house of God. The second is that we need the gift of healing to begin to flow in the house of God like never before. This is a place of refuge. Uh, and the sick turn to the church. But I mean, where have we been? It's like lights out. <laughs> but yet we are the lights of the world. Uh, and that's who we are to be in Him. So who he, he was, He is, and, and, but He is through you and through me. Uh, so where are we today? in the context of being that light into the world. Uh, have we got a zeal in a heart, really, to do the will of God, to save those that, that have become lost? We've, men- we've mentioned those. Uh, to destroy the works of the devil. I mean, are we there to destroy the works of the devil? The Scripture tells us, for this purpose, for this reason, the Son of God came, that He might destroy the works of the devil. That's what He came to do, and He completed that. And He destroyed His power, destroyed His work in that day. Uh, but we kind of see him now coming on, coming on to the church in, in, a, in a great way. Uh, well, you and I need to begin to see and know our God today uh, to stand against the works of the devil. What are we about? Have we got a zeal for the teaching, the preaching of the word? Have we got a zeal for seeking out the lost? Uh, a lost sheep I'm talking about now. Not the lost as in eternally lost, but I'm talking about the lost sheep. Those that have been in the house of God but are not there now. They are the sheep. They're becoming the lost sheep. Uh, you say, well, because they don't fellowship, it doesn't mean to say that they're not saved. I'm not saying that they, I'm not uh, getting into that discussion, other than to say there are many today that have gone wayward from the house of God, from the purposes of God, from the, from the, from the fellowship and the gathering together. We need to gather them up, uh, have a desire for them, a desire to make disciples, uh, a desire for the anointing of the Holy Spirit, anointing to be able to break yokes, uh, begin to see the power of God working even in this church here today. You're entering into 2023. This is a new day. It's a new hour. It's a new hope. Uh, What does that really mean for you and for me? Well, here's an encouragement for you today. Things will not stay the same as what they are. You are entering into a time of a harvest. You're entering a time of an ingathering. Are we ready for that? I mean, are we ready for that? Uh, uh, This is a time when people from all kinds of persuasions in life are going to start looking out for where Christ is and where they see Him, where they might know Him, and they will find the house of God as a place that they're going to search out for Christ. I mean, are we ready for that today? Are you ready for that? Uh, So we see that the days are coming to do the will of the Father, the purpose of Him, understand and to give ourselves to what God is wanting to do. So my whole aspect today and the truth of what I'm wanting to share with you and to encourage you is to rise up with a determination and a zeal and a fire. You remember going back into the time of Christ when He came? Before Him was John the Baptist. And He came to prepare the way of the coming of the Lord. Today, we're in the same time. We are getting ready to prepare the way for the coming of the Lord, for His return. Uh, we're in that, but He said, this is what John the Baptist, He said, I baptise with water, but He who comes after me, Jesus, uh, is going to baptise you with the fire and with the Holy Ghost. This is that day. <laughs> this is that day for you and for me, uh, for a fresh baptism of the power of the Holy Spirit, to know the freshness of His anointing, the anointing that breaks the note. David said this, uh, he said, I will be anointed with fresh oil. Uh, Why don't we do that today? I mean, why don't we stand and give ourselves afresh to the things and the call of God, to the house of God, to building His house? Why don't we do that? Uh, Why don't we stand and give ourselves to that and just believe God now for a fresh anointing to come upon you, uh, to equip you and to enable you to be that person that 
that He desires and wants you to be. Will you do that? Would you be prepared to do that? It's in Zechariah, it says, For I, I the Lord, uh, will be as in her as a wall of fire. Be a wall of fire around the house of God here. A wall of fire around you as a church. Uh, A wall of fire. That is the fire of the Holy Spirit to keep us in, to keep us protected, uh, to watch over us. uh, And so we have that. And so it's in in Amos chapter 4 and verse 11 says, I have overthrown some of you as God overthrew Sodom and Gomorrah and ye were as a firebrand plucked out of the burning fire. You a firebrand today? I mean, is that you and I? Are we like a firebrand? What's a firebrand? Firstly, it's used used to stir the ashes in the fire. (laughs) You you can be a firebrand today. Uh, Stir the ashes of of the fire that's begin to go out. Uh, Firstly, do it in our life, uh, but then to be available to stir the ashes in the others, begin to blow the breath of the Spirit of God upon them. Why? That it might kindle a fresh fire, a fire that will burn within, a, a fire, as Jeremiah said, that the Word of God is like fire in my bones. Uh, well, there you are. That's my encouragement for you today. Uh, I trust that you hear the Word of the Lord. I trust you receive it. Uh, and I trust now as you go forward into 2023 that all of us uh, We'll make a fresh commitment for the house of God, to the things of God. And we put on a cloak of zeal, uh, of passion and desire and jealousy for the name of the Lord, for the house of the Lord, uh, for the saints of the Lord. Uh, we give ourselves for that. I trust that's helpful for you today. So Father, I pray today for every person that hears the sound of this message today. I pray that you stir each heart. Uh, I pray that you would enlarge within their hearts a capacity to take more of your word, more of your spirit, uh, more of the power and take and begin to demonstrate it wherever any of us are. If anybody doesn't know Jesus today as your Lord and Saviour, then can I encourage you to open your heart and say, Lord Jesus, I come to you today. I ask you to come and to my life. I ask you to forgive me of all of my sins. Uh, I ask you that I may be born again of the Spirit of God, uh, that I might be part of the Kingdom of God. Well, God bless you. I trust that's helpful uh, to you today. See your pastors, see your leaders, but don't turn away from the things of God. This is His day to show forth uh, His glory. So God bless you. I trust you have a great week. A great month now we've started into 23 and you have a great year. But let's seal it in the Holy Spirit today. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Share this with somebody else. Circulate it. (laughs) Let others hear the word of the Lord and to know it as well. Share it wherever you can. God bless you. Thank you. Wow, what a stirring message, Trevor. Thank you. Our f- very first message for 2023. We're so glad that you've uh, been able to uh, uh, be here at KC City Church and minister to our people, though it's online. Mm-hmm. You know, our services for, for Christmas Day and for New Year's Day mm-hmm. has been online. So we're really excited about the fact that it's not just going to reach our church family, uh-huh. but it's going to go beyond that as well. So we're, we're really Wonderful. thankful to that. And uh, as you can see, folks, you know, we're still in the Christmas mood. We're still celebrating with the, with the manger scene right at the back there. And, you know, it's, it's such an amazing reminder for us to know that Emmanuel, God, is with us. That's and right. as we celebrated that and as we, we enjoyed the carols by twilight that we had as well. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. you weren't around mm-hmm. to, to uh-huh. see that. But uh, we just want to thank you mm-hmm. nonetheless for sharing this word just before you had to go back to New Zealand, uh-huh. right? And I was, I was speaking to you 
yesterday about a couple of things about this year and the church. And, you know, I, I think I mentioned to you this, that I, uh, I love the title of this book, Does the Future Have a Church? Mm -hmm. Right? And um, as, I been, as I've been praying and our leadership, as we've been praying about our theme for next year, the Lord dropped this in my spirit. Uh, regarding the season that he's taking us into, which is a season of building a hope and a future. Mm -hmm. You know, and I mentioned that to you, and, and you, had, you had a very interesting, uh, well, I shouldn't say just interesting, but you had a very insightful um, understanding in terms of the concept of hope. Mm -hmm. Would you be willing to share with us this morning? Y yes, yes. Well, if you, if you go into uh, to the Greek meaning of the word hope, it actually means uh, to anticipate, to have expectation, mm and to have confidence about a future. Wow. That's, that's what the, that's what that's the right. word means. Right. Yeah, so the, the thing that becomes important to me is when you go back to um, uh, Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 1, yeah. it's, it says, faith is the substance of things Hope. hoped for. So there's your expectation. Mm. Uh, your desire for the future is right there. It's in hope. But it mm -hmm. says faith is the substance. So we, we, we've got to have hope, the expectation, but we must add faith to that hope. Mm -hmm. That is the energy or it is the action that moves us from just hoping for something because we can hope forever and ever and ever. Correct, but right. when we apply faith, faith to it, that means we're turning that expectation into action mm -hmm. and we're doing something with it. Mm -hmm. So church, it's like the faith is that substance that that fuels the hope that yes. we have, isn't it? Yes, be, absolutely. Wow, that's, yes. that's great. So where do you see the, the, the church moving, uh, moving into uh, this, this, you know, in, in the future, like, you know, when mm -hmm. I mentioned to you about does the future have a church? So where, where do you think the church is moving into in this next year? I think there's been, a, over this last period of time, due to events and so on in the world, we've seen a bit of a sifting in the church. Mm. That sifting, is, so it's kind of narrowed it down a little bit. And I mentioned in our uh, session before that there's anywhere between 20 and 40% decrease in church numbers in the oh, Christian wow. church. That is, that is incredible. Mm. So that tells me that there's a level of faith that, that's just not there that needs to be there. So going forward, what do we need to do? The church needs to raise itself into a different level of faith. We need to begin to function in the gifts of the Spirit like we've never done before. Mm, awesome. And I mentioned also in our, yeah. in our session before uh, the aspect of, of discernment and, and the healing and the power gifts uh, are important in the season in which we are. The church needs to get outside its buildings mm, and it needs to take mm, the gospel mm, uh, to, to, to the people where the mm, people are. Mm, mm, we can't expect people. We've been waiting for people to come in our doors now for years mm, and they haven't come. Mm, we need to go out to, to them. Get, out yeah. get outside the doors. Yeah, yeah. Yes. No, that's, that's, all, that's, that's all true. And, and the, the challenge, I suppose, it brings. So the challenge, the, the challenge that this then brings to the church in 2023, what do you think might be some of the challenges that you reckon? You know, you, you, you minister to so many different churches, so I'm sure you speak to a lot of different mm -hmm. pastors and leaders. So mm -hmm. what, what, what have you discerned through all of your conversations uh, that, that you might be able to enlighten us with mm -hmm. 
you know, about the, the challenges in 2023 for mm -hmm. the church. Yeah. A good scripture to, to remember is even going back into Habakkuk when, when he kind of sat down and said, I'm going to wait and see what the Lord has got to say to me. Mm -hmm. And it was in chapter 3, and he says that the whole earth shall be filled with the knowledge of my glory. I think that God's perspective is to bring a, a dimension of his glory to the world, if you like. So we, the church, needs to understand how do we, how do we connect with God to embrace that? How do we take the anointing of God to give us the courage to be able to stand out uh, and face the realities of what we face today. I think we need courage. Like we've not, the church needs encouragement mm. like, uh, right now, like, like probably never before. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Mm. Amen. And I think so when you hear the word church, it is the people. So the people, you and I need to really be encouraging one another, even as we see the day draw near. And this is such a, 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 an important time, a necessary season for us to begin to call a brother, call a sister, call someone mm -hmm. that you know that might be going through a challenging time mm -hmm. or that may be uncertain about what 2023 is going to look like. Because so often, you know, we start the year with writing all of these, uh, what do you call that, uh, <laughs> New Year's resolutions, <laughs> yeah, resolution, right? yes. And then after a week or two, we suddenly find that, <laughs> we, suddenly, we suddenly realize that, hey, we've not probably paid attention to the resolutions or maybe we want to change it. Mm -hmm. And so people get discouraged. You know, they, they do get discouraged. And uh, let's, let's be the church that we've heard about today. Let's be the church where we, we look out for, for one another. So God bless you as you begin to uh, believe and trust the Lord that He's building a hope and a future, not just for us as a church, but for you individually. There is a hope and there is a future for you. Hallelujah. God bless you. And folks, remember, next week we are meeting on site. It is on the 8th of January. Would love to see you here. And, uh, you know, after church, we want to stay back and just mingle. So we'll have, we'll have some food to eat and all of that. Please do invite your friends. And if you're traveling and if you're, if you're holidaying somewhere, uh, we want to bless you. And we pray stay safe and uh, look out for divine opportunities that the Lord may bring along your way and re relax, enjoy the favor of the Lord upon you, and we trust that indeed you will be safe, and we look forward to seeing you when you get back. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you for having us. Amen. Enjoy. And God bless. Thanks, Trevor.